With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
everyone, and welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. This is T. Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a certified reconnective healing practitioner, sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. The chat room is open, so feel free to join the discussion that's already happening online. We do keep an eye on the chat room. So if you have a question, please feel free to post it. We will do our best to get your question on air as an alternative for those of you who are on the go and you can't seem to listen online any longer, call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227, and that way you can listen via phone, or please use your Bluetooth if you are driving about. Have any of you ever experienced overwhelm, or are you in overwhelm right now? Do you feel as though you have too much on your plate? Are you juggling multiple tasks into each day? There's your job, planning meals, chauffeuring the kids between games and lessons and club meetings, picking up groceries, dry cleaning, getting to the gym, maybe. What about your dreams and desires? You probably don't have a whole lot of extra time to pursue those, though, do you? Does this scenario speak to you? I bet it's screaming at a lot of women right now. There is a way for you to remain true to your own heart while being guided by self-kindness and nourished by self-care. My guest tonight, Jennifer Loudon, is going to shed some light on just how that can be accomplished. Jennifer is the best-selling author of the Women's Comfort Book and the Life Organizer, which is the book we'll be discussing tonight, as well as four other titles selling over 765,000 copies worldwide, and probably more at this point. She has been featured in major publications and regularly shares her voice with an enthusiastic national audience. Her media appearances include The Oprah Show, Later Today, MSNBC, CNN, Fit TV, and tonight she's here to help us improve our lives and find our soul's purpose by using a proven system that she details in her book, The Life Organizer. Good evening, Jennifer. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. How are you being this evening? I am being fantastic. I'm on the West (laughs) Coast and it's a gorgeous day and the light is um, extraordinary, and the lilacs are blooming, and um, it's just a really lovely time to be in the Northwest, so I'm happy. That's great. We've had kind of an icky weather pattern here, but today it's 67, and we are thrilled. <laughs> oh, yeah. You all had a hard winter. You deserve every bit of it. You know, yeah, and, and everything is in perspective. You know, it's like, well, it's, some people like 80 or 90. I'm happy with 60. I would have been happy with 50. Mm-hmm. 67 just mm-hmm. makes it all the better, you know. <laughs> now, I myself am a very organized person, and I, you know, I've always been organized, and I've been able to just manage time pretty well and have taught people how to do it in the way that I knew how. And if it worked for them, great. And if it didn't, well, at least they had something to base whatever they wanted to do their management style on. And I know that there seems to be an infinite number of time management books, planner systems, and they're all available through either bookstores, online, websites, whatever it is. There's so much out there. Your book, however, even though I was told at first that it is somewhat of an organizer, it's not exactly that at all. It's so much different and so much better. But what I wanted to know is what made you decide to write it, and in particular in this way? Well, I started this project, and it's been alive in many iterations over the years, when my daughter was little, and she just turned 20. And I started it because I was very having a lot of success as a writer and speaker and teacher and doing a lot of media, and I had a 
big content website, and my daughter was little, and I felt pulled constantly. And I felt like the person that you described in the in the intro, you know, that just nothing I was doing right, everything was overwhelming, and I thought there's got to be a better way to do this. But no matter what calendar system I bought or how many cute little wicker baskets that I put my stuff in, <laughs> it, it didn't feel like things changed. And so I really, I worked hard with a lot of trial and error and working with a lot of people to try to design a way that we could listen to our hearts, follow our intuition, and organize from the inside out. Like, what does it really mean to, if I steer my life by more of what I most care about and more of what I most want, things seem to fall into place and the organization becomes less of this effort from the outside when we're trying to manage everything and something that flows more of the time, certainly not all of the time, from the inside. And you know what's great about that? And you, you capture the words really well. The, the fact that before, time management books were about managing your time. And you pretty much were taught to, you know, be accountable for every second in the day. What are you doing? What did you accomplish? How much time did you allot to it? If you need a little more or you need a little less, less it's a very linear approach. And it, and it gets things done, I'll grant you, but it doesn't feed you. And you are not in flow when you're simply doing something that's dictated by a calendar that gives you time and tells you this is what you need to do now. And what you had just said is I felt like I was in flow and, you know, it was a better way to manage your time. Because you're really not, with your book, you're not, you're not managing your time. You're definitely in flow, and the time seems to manage itself. Do, do, do you get what I'm saying, and does that make sense to you? <laughs> yes, and when we're trying to do it the, the old-fashioned way, let's call it, or the more masculine way, um, mm -hmm. it's a white-knuckle approach. It's a feeling of we're always trying to control life. And I want to I interrupt and say I do have a Google Calendar, and if – I didn't, I wouldn't be here because I would never remember my appointment. So I'm not suggesting that we walk around going, oh, whatever I feel like doing, I'll do it. I mean, I know we have <laughs> complex lives. I have a complex life too. We all do. But if the heart of our lives is trying to control everything that happens and manage it, we get exhausted because it's impossible. And I think that your book is more, uh, and I'll, I'll uh, piggyback on what you said, it's not to take away from the calendar because I too, I need to know where I'm going. I might not look at tomorrow until I get up tomorrow, but I need to know what I'm doing for the day. But it's almost like when they do those presentations where they put down a slide and then lay something on top of it to show, and this is what it looks like with this. It's an add-in that's really not taking away from time and adding into your day. It's just showing you that, yeah, you need to have that basis, the foundation, the calendar, to know where your, when your appointments are. But then you've got this really cool way of, of these five, it's a five-step program, if you will, that allows people to, women in particular, to, I don't know, get through the day in a whole better way and really stop that overwhelm. Because I don't know about you, but everybody I talk to is crazy and overwhelmed. They're overstimulated, and they have monkey brain and mind chatter, and they don't know what to do. And after reading your book, I thought this is really a great way for people to incorporate this into their lives, to have that foundation of the calendar, but to bring this in, and it really does save time on the other end. It does. I had a... I had a gal write me the other day and say, I've been working with your book for a long time, and when I forget, the day just explodes. 
and when I remember, I feel more calm and centered. And that's what we're we're really looking for. It's it's not anything I invented. We're looking for a place of choice. We're looking mm-hmm. for the ability to come back to our center, what I call knowing home, and make mm-hmm. good choices, the best choices that we can make in that moment. We're looking to embrace our humanity, and we're living in a time that where being human has become pretty difficult. I mean, we're supposed to be super beings able to live at a pace and an intensity that very, very few of us can for any length of time. And so what I'm hoping the book does, and it it can work in so many different ways, so it fits all kinds of different people, and we also have a free app on Android and iPhone that, that you can find that goes with the book, is to remind is to give you lots of ways in to your own body, your own heart, your own choice, so that you can be a human and make the best choices that you can instead of this sort of mad octopus let me control it white knuckle approach it's definitely based on awareness, and I think that's why when I received the book, I wanted yeah. to have you on the show because it is i mean we're all about if you're just aware. If you're aware, you can nip things in the bud. If you're aware, you can change your perspective and be happier in the moments. And if you're aware, you actually receive more because you're more open because you're aware. So it's really, it's a nice little circle that just keeps going on and on and on in a good way. And your book definitely does that. So kudos to you for for making that point and getting that out there. I think it's very, very helpful. Was there a reason why, other than the fact that your daughter is grown now, why the book now why now oh well they um so the the ideas in the book in the last 15 years have had so many iterations it's been published as engagement calendars um wall calendars um a hardcover book and then the soft cover just came out so it's the why now is it just keeps having a life of its own because people love the book and use it and so any chance to keep bringing the message back and when when my publisher wanted to bring it out in soft cover, that's when we decided to design the app to go with it because it just lends itself to, again, what is awareness? Well, we have to wake up to be aware. If we're in the trance of busyness, of not enoughness, of I'm not good enough, then we're not aware. We're caught in a, in a narrative or a story. And so um, the why now is my publisher wanted to bring it out in paperback and, so, and because the book has, has been popular and they wanted to keep it alive. Yeah, and it uh... – I have what do I have? I have the hardback actually right now because I got it a little cool. while ago. We were yeah. Hey. So yeah, and I I just find it to be very. It, some of the stories in it are great, and we'll talk about those in a minute. But one difference was that, and, and I touched on it a moment ago. There is indeed a difference. We all know this; it's been proven scientifically between the brain of a man and the brain of a woman. And men need help organizing too. But your book. It speaks directly to women. You wrote it specifically for women, correct? I did, um, I, and that's for a couple of reasons. One is, well, I'm a woman. <laughs> um, right, yeah. And I find, <laughs> but I'm also, you know, long-time deeply committed feminist, and the way that my feminism has played out is helping women have more choice in their life through, their, through owning their own story, their own voice, their own desires. And this book addresses that in a very specific way that men don't struggle with. Men have their own set of struggles, no doubt. I'm not saying women struggle yep. more than men, although in some arenas we certainly do, as you know, making equal money and 
having equal mm-hmm. access to power. But we struggle with feeling guilty and being connected and taking care of others because of the way our brain is structured very differently than men. And so this book really tries to address that both structurally in my tone, in the story, so that it really works on a soul level or a transmission level to help you leave that guilt behind so you can come back to more choice. Well, and that's key too because we are all pretty much brought up without our parents knowing we're taught to be guilty of everything, even if we didn't do anything. <laughs> we're just taught yeah. to live the guilty life and don't have a choice. And it's very interesting when I see your book, the questions at the end or the, I don't know how to call them, the, the captions that will say, I believe, I choose, I tolerate. Those are very interesting. You know, I'm ready to celebrate because you go through a process and you do have a five-step process. And I know what everybody is thinking out there. All these women are saying five steps. I don't have time to incorporate more things into my day. How do you, you know, how do you five steps help me with increasing, without increasing my stress level? That's due to the additional pressure of actually taking time to do the five steps. And that was what I was trying to say before is that it's really not adding to your day. It's giving you more time. And, you know, if you, you know, would you like to go through the five steps? You'd like to talk about those and explain how it will help them rather than add pressure to them? Yeah, the five steps take way longer to describe or to read about than they do to Mm -hmm. do. And the actual practice you can do in 30 seconds to two minutes. Your mind, your monkey mind, as you said earlier, sometimes I call it the squirrel mind, is always going to tell you there's no time to choose, there's no time to center, there's no time for what you need. That is because there's parts of you that are triggered by the pace of life, by the fact that, no, you can't do everything, no, you can't take care of everybody. It's impossible. So part of your brain tells you, because that's true, you're bad, you're wrong, you're not good enough, and you better panic and try to do more faster. So you have to learn, first of all, before you do anything to organize your life, to choose your life, to practice awareness, is to learn that you've got different voices inside of you. And some of those voices are going to always try to hijack the system, and they get louder when you're under stress, which is right when you need to say to them, I hear you, I understand that you're stressed, and you think I'm going to be eaten alive if I don't take care of these 17 things right now. I actually know that's not true. Nothing can eat me. And this is actually what I say to myself. Nothing can eat me if I sit here for two minutes and do this process that I heard about on the radio. Nothing yep, is going to – no one's going to die. Right. It's not an emergency. It's not – and I always tell my clients when they come in, okay, you know, it's okay to stop and to just not say a word, but rather to take a breath so that you can compose yourself and think for just a minute, and then you can make a choice. You don't have to constantly talk and get wrapped up in the, I had to say yes because I couldn't say no, I didn't think fast enough. It's always okay to be quiet. Yes, yes. And, and even, if we just, even if you just take that idea as a practice away from this interview, everybody, that is golden. That will open up so much space and time. Again and again, what I teach women, I have a course that I teach once a year based on the book. It's called the Life Organizer Course, Life Navigation Course. And that's one of the big takeaways for people is to practice that, is to realize that organizing your life, living the life you really want, doesn't happen off in the future. It doesn't happen because someone comes and gives it to you. It happens in every single moment that you make the choice. When your mother's calling for the 15th time, my mom's in memory care. She calls a lot on some days. And I go, you know what, I'm not going to panic and pick up the phone right now. She's probably fine, and if she's not – 
the nurse will call me back in five minutes. So I'm just going to go ahead and keep writing right now because I'm in the flow. Every moment that we say, you know what, I know that my friend is asking me to go out right now for tonight, and I really, really don't want to go. It's too much. I need to go home. I need to have some time by myself. But, oh, I feel guilty. Let me tell her I'll get back to you in a minute and actually check in with myself using the five-step process that I'll teach you in just a second. Let me actually Mm -hmm. at least listen to what I want. Even if I'm scared to act on it, let me at least listen and own it. That is life transforming. I love that. I love that because you said a couple of things. First of all, if the phone rings and you look at it and you know who it's from, you don't absolutely have to pick it up. And I, you know this. I mean, we've all seen it. People are on their phone. It's an addiction. It is a raging addiction. It's an epidemic proportions now. And people just, I have to answer my phone. I texted this person. Why aren't they texting me back? I know they got the text. I don't own a magic phone. I don't do any texting. I took it off of my phone. You, you have to call me or you have to email me. I don't spend a lot of time on the computer screen. I limit it. This is why all the authors have to send me a book. I don't do e-reading because it hurts my eyes. You have to, t- and I tell people, you have to take care of you because no one else is going to. And if you want to take care of other people, you better take care of you because nobody else is going to, and you have to be well enough to take care of your children, your husband, your mother, if you're a caregiver or whoever. And that is so key. I'm so glad you said you look at the phone and you know if there's a problem, the nurse will call back in five minutes. You don't get angst over it. Well, sometimes I do, <laughs> but I try yeah. not to. <laughs> yeah, so, so anyway, the five steps are very simple. The first one is connect. Feel your body. Take a breath. Touch yourself modern life disconnects us from our life energy. It disconnects us from the fact that we have a body. I had a friend years ago who um, told me, I don't know whether this is accurate, there's no way for me to confirm it, that she could talk to the dead. And she was actually very um, revered for this and famous for it. And she told me that the dead always tell her that what they miss the most is their bodies. And I just hold that close to me all the time because I think, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if anything happens after I die, but I do know I want to enjoy it while I'm here. So number one, step one, connect. Take a breath. Get up from your desk. Stretch. Go to the bathroom. Have a drink of water. Lift your hands over your head. I don't care what you do. Connect to your life energy. 30 seconds, five seconds, two seconds. Number two, feel. We have a brain in our heart. We have 40,000-plus neurons in our heart. What research is showing us is that our heart brains, are more influential to change our stress hormones and to change our mood Mm -hmm. than our brain. So what we feel is more powerful than what we think. Really simple way to do this is after you connect with your life energy, stretch, go to the bathroom, whatever, bring up a positive memory. Bring up for a couple of seconds, 30 seconds a minute, bring up what was it like when I was floating down that river and it was so relaxing and the sun was so warm and I loved the smell of that river water. What was it like when that day that we were getting married and I looked into your eyes and the sun was shining and the flowers were so beautiful and I felt so alive? Just It doesn't matter what it is. It could be eating a fabulous cream brulee the night before. But savor it. Turn up the volume on the feeling and the sensory memory of it. Savor that for 30 seconds. You can be going to the bathroom while you're doing it if you want to double, you know, double multitask, multitask. getting a drink of water at the yeah. same time, whatever. <laughs> and then the third thing is, and the book is full of these, is what I call um, inquire or mindful questions. Ask yourself a question. You are asking yourself questions all the time, my friend. You're asking yourself questions that aren't very helpful. Am I going to screw this up? What do they think of me? Do I look fat in this? How will I ever get through this day? I can't do all of this. 
Instead, start to ask yourself positive, mindful questions. These aren't affirmations. These aren't lie-to-yourself questions. They're things like, what's most important right now? What do I most want? How can I take care of myself right now? What would be the kind thing to do? Or one of my favorites, what would love do right now? It sounds very esoteric. It's actually an incredibly practical question. And then Yeah, you're not talking about me either. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And step four and five are so simple. Four is just hang out for a few seconds and listen. What bubbles up in you? What comes to you after you've done this first three steps? Here's my theory from my personal life and, and working with really thousands of women is we get insight all the time into how to live a life that is pretty sane, pretty balanced, that includes savoring our own life and serving others, but we dismiss it out of hand. We say, no time, not possible, that's not for me, I'm not smart enough, I'm not young enough, and we override our own desires and our own knowing and our own voice. And so what I'm asking you in step four is just to hang out. It, I'm not asking you to commit. I'm just asking you to hang out and listen. See what comes, a voice, a, a sign, a, a snatch of a bit of a song, an idea to call your sister. And then if you can, in step five, take some action. Do something to make it real, to taste it. That's it. And it's very quick, and I use it all the time, and it's, it's really powerful. And you can, you can just try it the next time you don't know what to do with yourself when you have some time off, when you're trying to make a choice. When you're feeling overwhelmed by lots of different choices, just try it just once and see if something doesn't uh, at least feel a little gentler in your life. It has to. There's no way it can't because your brain cannot, regardless of what people think, do two things at once successfully. It cannot. So it's going to take the one that's most predominant in your mind. And, you know, I love step four. It's my favorite because, you know, allow. Just be in a state of allowance and you will be given gifts. You will, you're opening your heart and your hands to receive, and you will see where you need to go. It's really a lot of the intuition that comes at that point, and then you know mm-hmm. what action to take. Uh, one of the things in your book that I really liked was one of the questions was, where am I in respect to this moment? And mm. then followed by, where am I in respect to me? Wow, that's powerful. Where am I in respect to this moment is one thing, but where am I in respect to me? Those are two distinctly different questions and can potentially have two distinctly different answers. Yes, exactly. I love that. That's such a, so insightful. Yes, because so what happens, why do we get unorganized in the largest sense of the word, which in this book means not living the life that is truest to us? Because mm-hmm. we're not in che- we're, we have no relationship with ourselves. We have a relationship with our to-do list. We have a relationship with our kid. Maybe we have a relationship with our partner. We certainly have a relationship with our stories about how we're not doing enough. But we, but we can really we lose it. The core of it is lost when we're not having a relationship with ourselves. And your example really points to that dichotomy. And the best part of it is, I think it's actually, I had to look it up because I liked it so much. It was week 19. And I like it because it goes on to say, what do I choose to take responsibility for today? Perhaps something I've been blaming someone else for or avoiding noticing my part in. You, you may initially think, well, these may take a little bit of time. They do if you really process it and think about it. But what happens is as you do these as you ask yourself these questions when things come up, and even before something comes up, they'll just come to you and the answers will come as well. But you, you, you learn that you cut people more slack. And you're not 
telling them to get away with anything. You're just more, ah, you're easier going with people. You're not as reactionary. You're more patient and kind and caring. And that does pay itself forward. So yes, absolutely. You, you, and the reason, the reason mm-hmm. why is because you're taking care of yourself. And that is such a, that's it's right. a banal <laughs> thing to say. But when you're actually like, you begin, when you actually are doing it in these very specific ways, you start to trust that you can fill yourself up. And instead of feeling like a fragile, empty, burned-out shell who is always worried, who's going to take what from me? I don't have anything more to give. You're like, oh, right, okay, yeah, I know I'm going to get some time for myself. I know that I am living a life that is more true to me, that fits me more of the time, not all of the time. So that's cool. I can give you some of what you need right now. I can care about you, and I can then look what I see happens to the larger world problems. Instead of having to shut them out and say, oh, there's nothing I can do about climate change, you start to say, wow, maybe I could make some changes in my life. Maybe I could write some letters. Maybe I could talk to my family about what kind of car we drive. Uh, I have some reserve. Yes. And the way that the book is set up for people who don't have the book in front of them, it goes by week. And the first part of the, in the first part, it says, let go. And those two questions or three, actually that I, or four, I just said, where am I in respect to this moment? Where am I in respect to myself? What do I choose to take responsibility for today? And the part about blaming someone else for avoiding noticing my part in it. That's the let go part. And then you move to have to. And in this example, it's I can tempt more breathing space and stillness into my life by. And your brain will actually figure out by what. You don't actually have to do a lot of thinking on that. It just kind of comes to you because your brain is a super organic computer and it knows what to do. It goes out and researches very quickly and brings it right back to you. And there it is on your eyes. That's your screen. And you see and you hear and you feel what you need to do. But it's followed by what would it feel like to nurture someone I love this week by, and then you get something else, and then the could do, I'm grateful for. It's really a, a small process, but it's very powerful. And each week is different and has questions like this. So one could actually sit down and do this, get through it, and then go back and just go to the parts when they know, you know, okay, here's the situation. I know this was week whatever because it's divided into 52 weeks. So it's just, it's very simple to follow. And I think it does lead people to the place where they need to be so that they can, they won't be in that overwhelmed state that everybody seems to be in right now. Yes. Yes. And the book, I I just want to say just a, a plug for the book is that it is organized so you can use it in lots of different ways. So you can use it sequentially, you know, doing five or six questions every week, starting your week whenever it starts, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, whatever, Sunday morning, or you can open it at random and take a question and just you and, and, and come into the moment, connect, feel your heart, take 30 seconds and ask yourself that question. You can write in the book or you can go to jenniferloudon.com forward slash life organizer and you can download all the questions and print them out and make your own little book to write in if you don't like to write in books. You can also use, there's an index near the beginning of the book, and you can look at a mood that you're in. Let's say you're feeling Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. Let's say you're feeling guilty, and it will give you pages to go to, and they have questions or stories or prompts to help you work with that mood. So that's another way in. Well, and the stories are great because it actually people will resonate if they read the story that that, uh, coordinates with that particular section they may find something in it which will inspire them and and allow them to even move further faster yes yes i hope so that's my idea 
Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I love the HeartMath Institute, and they are doing such incredible research. And you talked about how the heart has way more you know, the, the, the electromagnetic field of the heart is so much bigger than the electromagnetic field of the brain, and the heart actually feeds the brain and tells the brain what we need to do based on our emotions because everything is emotionally based, and they've done a lot of studies in that. Why is it, um, if you don't mind telling our listeners, why you feel their heart-brain research is one of the most important components of life organizing? Because we try to think our way to change, and, <laughs> we, and, and feeling our way or moving our way with our life's energy is so much more powerful, so much faster, and frankly, so much less work. A really simple example. I can sit here at my desk, and I'm stuck, and I'm thinking, I have to keep working, I have to keep working. If I allow myself to get up and lay on my yoga mat, which is two feet away, or go for a walk around the block and really breathe and be there and not off in my head, something shifts. We've all had that experience, so that's just the most basic example. If you, and there's so, and if you don't like the stuff about the heart brain, there's so much neuroscience research that we, train, we mm-hmm. change the shape of our brain when we focus and take in with our senses, not with our thoughts, things that are pleasant and good. So another really simple practice that will organize your life from the inside out is start, when, you, when something tastes good, linger on it. Really take it in. Say to yourself, I'm taking this in. L- smell it. You know, look at the, feel the texture on your tongue. When, when you have flowers, I have flowers on my desk right now. You know, several times a day I'm smelling them. I'm looking at the detail, not thinking about the flowers, but, but taking them in with my senses. So that's, you know, another way to approach this. But the, the way, the reason I love the heart brain is because it works. It's simple and it's powerful. And it's research-based. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I do love research. <laughs> I do too, yeah. The science has to be behind it, and it, it definitely is when, you, when we're talking about uh, the HeartMath Institute. And, you know, to savor things is a, really kind of difficult for women. I mean, I know people who say, look, I was just eating cereal over the kitchen sink for dinner last night because I had to feed the kids and do this, this, and this. They're not taking the time to even sit down and eat a meal, let alone smell any flowers. But everything can be savored. Sight, sound, it isn't just by taste to really savor those moments, to savor what it is that, you know, you're experiencing and take the, take the 15 seconds to do it. Right. So 15 seconds to a minute. And what we know about the brain is that we have a negativity bias. So every time that you focus on something bad or uncomfortable or um, disturbing and you really take it in, it leaves basically a shadow on your brain. And it takes taking in and focusing on five positive things, enjoyable things, pleasurable things to kind of wipe out that shadow. And we notice and fixate and make bigger, a bigger deal of mountains out of molehills, the the things that go wrong in our lives. That's what our brain is structured. We have to train ourselves. It's part of, of evolution that we're responsible for. We have to train ourselves to look for the good, to savor it, and to train our brain to notice it. So you're not weird or wrong or bad if you're like, oh, I, I'm always like I'm so negative. Oh, no, you're just, that's your brain's natural default, and then you've been strengthening that because you haven't known how to do anything different. <laughs> right, we're human. This is what we are, and, you know, it's yeah. up to us to make the changes that we need to see. Now, you have a mission to dismantle the Berlin Wall of busyness. I, I know that. Would you explain that and tell us why you have made that your mission? We can't save 
the planet for ourselves, let alone our children or our children's children, if we don't stop this insanity. Being busy all the time keeps us from caring about each other and from caring about the state of the planet. It keeps us from stopping the extraordinary greed that is um, running amok. It keeps us from realizing that we're more and more polarized from each other behind our whatever we call ourselves, Christians, Republicans, Islam, whatever. And busyness mm-hmm. makes it easier to stay rigid and closed off and exhausted. So all we can do at night is watch House of Cards. Um, so that's why I want to bring down the Berlin Wall of busyness. I really think it's the way we're going to – a key way to survive as a species. I mean, the planet's going to survive. It's just not going to have us on it. I agree, and I think you're right. I think it's we are so involved in busyness, and it's through the fault of our our own. It's our own doing. We seven days a week stores are open. Seven days a week kids are doing activities. Seven days a week people are working because they're afraid they'll lose their job and they can't maintain the lifestyle that they currently have. And the economy is challenging, and people have lost jobs and lost homes, and everybody is just busy. But nobody's taking time. So the more information that people like you can put out there with these books and just to give a little bit of time that people think, well, this may take away from what I need to do. Actually, it won't. It will give you so much more and you'll benefit so much more from it. And then you'll be able to see other things and do other things and, and maybe start to volunteer for an organization that helps to keep the planet green or maybe you'll have time to grow your own vegetables or whatever it is that you can do that fulfills your soul. And that's kind of what I get from the book is this is very uh, purposeful, purpose-filled, and very soulful where you can actually come back to who you are. What's your authentic self? Because all these busy people running around, they're not doing what they're supposed to do. They're just doing what they have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Or what they think they have to do. I think, you know, that, that's mm-hmm. another part of it is, you know, it. Life is complicated, and it is harder than ever to make enough money to take care of ourselves. These are there's real economic pressures um, that are that are kind of horrifying from from when I was growing up to now. And, and I don't mean to deny those or simplify those, but we are too often a victim of them. Too often I hear friends saying, "Well, that's just the way I have to run my kids from one thing to the next because if I don't, they're going to fall behind, and I'll never be able to compete." So we keep the story going. We don't question it mm-hmm. enough. And it more and more feels like the emperor has no clothes, you know? I mean, we, there was a story yeah. on NPR a few months ago about the suicide rate in um, in South Korea because their kids there go to school all day, they come home for dinner, and they leave and go to private school all night until 10 or 11 at night, and then come home and study for two or three more hours. And they're, they're, yes, they are blowing us out of the water with technology and engineering, and, and people are dying because you, mm-hmm. that's not human. To go back to my theme of our conversation, a human can't live that way. A computer can live that way. A robot can live that way, but a human can't. Um, so no. are we going to let, you know, are we going to say as a country, as a person, hey, nope, sorry, that's not what I want to participate in. I think there's a different way. I do too, and I think some some people are trying to incorporate the different way. I think that's why there's been such a rise in homeschooling, to mm. tell you the truth. I think a lot of people are doing that because they're, yeah, 
Yeah, they can teach, and they can even teach on weekends by, it's not a set class, but let's do something fun that involves nature. So the kids are getting out, but they're learning. I had a woman on the show who was talking to us about hummingbirds and bumblebees, and everybody was like, you're doing a show on hummingbirds and bumblebees. I said, you can't imagine. Where do we hear this show? It was really, really interesting. It was very educational, and it was all about helping the planet and how you have to look at nature and see what's happening there because that's us next. And mm-hmm. people need to, they, you know, stress is the number one killer. And everybody says, oh, well, you know, it isn't. It's 85, it causes 85% of diseases. Then they upped it to 90. Why don't they just go to 100? Let's face it, stress is everything. Stress does mm-hmm. everything to your body. It messes you up big time. And if you can take, you know, three seconds, 15 seconds, if people got up from their desk and just did exactly what you said to do and did it consistently once every 90 minutes even, stretch it out, don't do 60, do 90, at least it's a start. They'll want to do it more, and they'll be more productive, and that's what people don't get. They don't realize that they can be more productive if they take these short breaks. They think they just have to keep plowing ahead or they're going to lose their job. It's a sad mm-hmm. state. Mm. Yeah, yeah. With you, sister. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, your first book that you wrote was called The Woman's Comfort Book. Is that mm-hmm. where your uh, self, I, I guess, self-proclaimed title, The Comfort Queen, came from? <laughs> well, actually, it didn't. It, um, it came from a, another book that I wrote in 2000 called, uh, it's now called Comfort Secrets for Busy Women, but in hardcover it was The Comfort Queen's Guide to Life. And The Comfort Queen is a character in that book. She's the, it's kind of part memoir, part fantasy, part self-help book. It's a really fun book. And in it, I talk to this part of myself that I externalize and make into all these different shapes from a teapot to, a, you know, this sort of spiritual character. Um, and she's always telling me these wise things. And these are the wise things that, of course, we know ourselves. We all have a wise self or many wise selves. We just don't listen to them very often. And I never thought that I would be called the comfort queen. But when I started um, speaking around that book, people would introduce me. And now, tonight, we have the comfort queen with us. Or, and I just got that <laughs> moniker. And, I, and we, had, we had licensed products that went with it, you know, teapots and mugs and calendars and such, and under the name comfort queen. And so that, that's how it came about, yeah. But I had, before that, written three books with comfort in the title, including the woman's comfort book. So I see how it all kind of came together, right? (laughs) (laughs) I think that sometimes we don't listen to that inner voice because we don't like what it's saying to us because we know it's right. Mm, I think that's really smart. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, there's a fear factor involved big time. There's a huge amount of fear that surrounds taking any kind of self-care or nurturing yourself because none of us like change and we're afraid to take that step that changes things because what if I don't do it right? Like you said, all the questions that come up. Yeah, but what if, what if you do? It's just going to fall into place. And if you hit yeah. a dead end, you know, back up, go take another street. Do de- recalculating, yeah. recalculating. You know, we have right, that opportunity, right. you know. Uh, so, yeah, I think that that's probably why sometimes we don't listen to that, that little voice. I know that's why I don't sometimes. And I am yeah. pretty, pretty aware. Yeah, I think that sometimes I don't listen to it because of that. Other times I think, well, I, you know, I, I won't, I won't be able to do that. I'm not able. Um, and then I think other times it's because I don't take time to listen to it. Mhm. Yep. Uh, and when I don't, I always learn pretty quickly what happens when you don't. <laughs> yeah. 
is very, very strange, but that's usually how it goes. Is there, in this book, The Life Organizer, obviously you've talked to a lot of people that have written to you, that have told you their stories and things like that. Is there any one person or instance of a most impressive shift that something happened to someone from using your system? Oh, there's a lot of stories. Um, I, I love a really recent one. This gal was in the Life Navigation course this this fall, early winter. She's a doc, a doctor, um, and she has a young child. And she came home one night, and it was time to make dinner, and she was feeling you know, overwhelmed and stressed, and she turned on the oven to preheat. And the, her husband and her child are upstairs, and she's standing in the kitchen and just a wash and some stories about what didn't go well and working with somebody difficult and a presentation that she has to get ready for. And then she went through the five-step process, and she used the app to help her, you know, to kind of remind her. But it's the same thing that we just talked about. And, mm-hmm. um, and by the time the oven had, wasn't even finished preheating, she had had two great ideas for her presentation and just a fabulous sense of calm and return to a sense of herself and choice and went on to have this really lovely evening with her family. And I know that's a, a tiny story, and I've certainly heard you know, big stories where people changed their lives and redid their businesses and quit their jobs and all kinds of stuff because of the book, but I love the little stories because that's where life is lived. When we come back and we go, whoa, I don't have to freak out. Whoa, I, I can choose what is enough for me. I, I can take the time while the oven is preheating to check in with myself. Well, and you have to take those small steps in order to get to the big steps. So if she was aware enough to do it at that moment over something, you know, during a time when it it was a small thing, she'll be able to do it when it's a bigger thing because you can't just leap right into the big. That never works. You never just dive into the deep end of the pool. I mean, maybe people do and it works out for them, but that's rare. If you if you start small and build that foundation, you'll be more aware more often. And I think that's what that's great. I think that's a great one because it wasn't something huge, it, but it was something that you knew was going to be huge. It would be good for her down the road. Yeah, and I also think that the places that we that the big the the way that the big changes happen are in all the small moments. Mm-hmm. They don't. It's, it's rare that there's a moment when we go. I mean, we do have those moments in life, but they're actually really rare. I, I when my husband asked right. me to marry him. Yeah, that was a big moment, right? That was a big moment mm-hmm. where life really clearly went in a different direction. But those are pretty rare. And most of the time, yeah. it's all the little choices we're making that add up to the big changes. And, and for us being able to, to see what the big changes that we might want to make. And see them more clearly than if we're not in that place of awareness, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. I know that, I mean, I had, I had to put stuff into practice the other day. I went to a luncheon. I parked on the street. I got out of my car. I had papers and a book and, you know, a briefcase, and I was gathering information, and, oh, I need to pay the parking meter. Are you kidding me? Take out my wallet, put everything on the seat of the car, get out a quarter, put it in. That's only an hour. I need two hours. Put another quarter in. Go to lunch. At the end of lunch, get up and leave. I'm looking for my car keys. I cannot find them. I don't say anything Mm -hmm. because I don't want anybody to feel like they have to hang around and drive me somewhere, you know. So I'm walking to my car and I see the headlights are on. And I thought, oh my God, I left the keys in the car. And then, cars are pretty silent now. I left the car running. I left the car running in a park. Oh my God. And that's when I knew, oh, you're more stressed than you even realize. You really need to take it down a notch. It was bad. It was really bad. And I thought, wow, that's just crazy. Who does this? And I, I swore I'd never tell anybody, and now here I am saying. <laughs> oh, oh, but 
it is. But you know what? Actually, there's a there's a part in the book called Minimum Requirements for Self-Care. And they're not a list of things to do or goals or anything, but they're like breadcrumbs that you, you lay out for yourself of what are the things that I need to be to be most myself, to be centered, to feel good in my life. And then you look at, you make this list, and there are things that maybe you need every day or every week or every month or every year. And then you look at the list from time to time, and the book prompts you to do that and to check in with it. And you go, huh, when's the last time I gave myself or or had these things that I need, these minimums? Like for me, there's some creative time every day. It's a certain amount of time alone. It's time in nature. And then you can say, wow, oh, maybe that's why I left my my, my keys in the car and the car running. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not because I'm my life is too much or it's not because I need to leave my husband or quit my job or whatever, but I actually just need these minimums. I need a few days of giving myself my minimums. And it becomes this really quick, graceful, shame-free way to recalibrate. Yeah, because I, I stood there and I thought, okay, this was not in the script that I developed this morning for the day. You know, I no, mean, really, no, no, like, no, no, you know? no. It was I like, totally wow. Yeah, it was crazy. We are almost at the top of the hour, Jennifer, but before we say goodbye, would you please tell everyone how they can learn more about you and your work and where they can purchase your books? You can purchase my books just about anywhere, any bookstores and online at Amazon.com, or you can buy them at JenniferLoudon.com, L O U. D-E-N.com, and if you go to jenniferloudon.com forward slash life organizer, you can find out where to get the free app, uh, which is really wonderful, and it's on iPhone and Android. If you're a phone user, you can get the questions and download them there in two different sizes that are in the book and make your own printer or your own pl- your own planner, rather, using your printer. And there's some other great freebies, too, a series of um, random, really fun emails to kind of entice you into the book. And, yeah, and that shows if you go to Jennifer Loudon, you can get on my email list. I, I write um, a blog post once or twice um, a week, and I do cool interviews with people, and it's, just, it's, a, it's a nurturing place to be. I think it's great, and I think it's a good compliment to the book, everything that you're offering, including the app. If somebody does have a magic phone, they can, that's a great tool. I mean, I've seen, I don't know how to do it, but I know I've seen people doing things, and I know it's helpful. And Mother's Day is Sunday, everyone, you know, so, you know, you can gift yourself, or you can gift your mom, or you can gift your sister, or your friend, or whoever. Something like this is truly a gift, because it's a gift that keeps on giving. It just keeps on giving throughout the year, and it's something that gives people healing and wellness and relaxation, reduces stress and anxiety, helps build the immune system. I can't say enough. We all know that's what you know, stress reduction does, and this is a great way to go about it. So be sure to get to your bookseller and order one or more of her books and you know, get the whole set. It would be a great, it's a great gift to give. Uh, so listeners, you know, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio. So please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I have to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we are meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link to this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had to learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. And again, Jennifer, thank you so very much for joining me tonight. This was, this was a wonderful show. It was, very, uh, it was entertaining, but it was very educational and informational, and I think people really will enjoy it. And I, I hope that they'll go out and get your book. I think it's a great a great tool. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was really a pleasure. It was great to talk to you too.
Oh, thank you. And on behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this evening. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. So go ahead and get out your calendar and make note of it now so you remember to tune in next week. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archived list of past shows, a lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting throughout the year, including upcoming Crystal Singing Bowl concerts. And if you're not in the area or you can't make a concert, you can go to my website, quantumwellness.org, and order the CD, Imagine, from that site as well. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, Key Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful weekend to all of you moms, whether it's of pets or people. I intend you a most wonderfully peaceful and relaxing Mother's Day. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.